everybody. This is Q the Abolitionist, and you're listening to Unshackled Liberty. This is episode 8. Today is March 21st, 2020. And before we jump in, i got a couple shout-outs I want to do. I want to thank the guys over at the Biting the Bullet podcast uh, for inviting us into a group uh, DM on Twitter with other anti-war veterans. Uh, looks like we're going to be working on a, on a collaborative project with a couple other shows. I think that's a, a pretty cool thing. Um, also want to thank uh, Vet Arcus Actual uh, on Twitter for for uh, you know giving us some words of encouragement today uh, regarding our podcast. So I appreciate all you're doing over there with your Smoke Pit Storytime podcast. That's a good show. Keep it up, and uh, and of course Liberty Zero. Um, he's got that show dissecting Liberty with uh, with Cotton Arcus. And, and those guys are, are, are a big help. They're not exactly veterans, but they're anti-war and they're cool enough for us. So uh, this episode that we've got coming on has Jeremiah Harding, um, who is basically just a, a, just a black-pilled anarchist. If you haven't listened to his stuff or you haven't seen any of the things that he's posting, you're, not, you're just not paying attention. Um, we'll be talking about the coronavirus today, some theories that he has, some ideas that we, that we uh, work through together. Uh, between him, myself, and uh, Crypto Gumbo. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey everybody, you're listening to Unshackled Liberty. This is Q the Abolitionist with Crypto Gumbo. We have another uh, opportunity to talk to uh, Jeremiah Harding. Uh, so this this episode, we were intending to do it last week, so we talked a little bit about that on Twitter. Some of you guys may have seen that, but due to some technical problems, mostly because I'm a moron when it comes to recording <laughs> stuff sometimes, the uh, the episode the episode didn't, didn't take. So we're going to go for take two today, and it's an entire week later. And I think we have an entire week's worth of data uh, on this topic that will actually make this a pretty good show. We had a great opportunity to chat last week, but unfortunately didn't record. So um, I'm just going to say, hey, thanks, Jeremiah, for, for coming back and putting up with us. And, and uh, sorry about that little bit of a mix-up, but, but man, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I've been here, like, in the, the particular business of recording one thing or another for probably seven years now. And... Uh, and I, I have felt like an ass so many times. Like, you, you want to know patience? Um, Mike Shipley, I don't know if you've ever spoken to him, but he uh, he is heavily involved in Libertarian Party politics. And he uh, has, like, a, a pretty good solid stance on bottom unity, which is basically another way of saying Ann Cole without the militant and specifically coalitionist kind of mentalities. Um and I'll explain that a little later for p people who don't know. But um, he uh, was going to come on and talk about the Voluntarist Caucus, which is a new thing in the Libertarian Party, which is like um, basically like anybody who wants everything to be voluntary um, can get together. You know, basically the anarchist section of it can unify under that label. As long as you want things to be voluntary, uh, you can unify 
and I thought that was a good idea. I wanted to talk to him, and the first recording was with my last setup, my last PC, and it just bombed because the, the, the reception was not good enough or something about it and the processing power, whatever. So, I, I like, we ended up canceling that day, and that was after, like, 40 minutes of trying to get it to work. Then we rescheduled to a week later, and 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 my new setup, I hadn't figured out, like, I, I thought it would be very simple to run Skype and OBS, and it wasn't that simple. Um, because basically there's a shortcut thing you have to do and you have to do this shortcut thing in order to get the OBS to show uh, like the actual Skype window. And so when um, I figured that out, we finally rescheduled it to a week later and he showed up. At that point, we had been like messing around with the software for about, I want to say like, a total of two plus hours um, before wow. <laughs> then. And he was patient for that. So like, and that's just one example of my blunders. So it's one of those like, you know, let he's without bad recordings cast the first mic, you know? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Hey, so I want to, I want to remind you before we dive in too much. Um, I, we, we want to push the clean option when we, when yeah, we publish yeah, and, uh, this isn't necessarily a family show per se, but but we want to make sure that we, if mom and dad are listening to this in the car with with yeah. their munchkins in the back seat, that they don't have to turn it off, you know. So yeah, gotcha. Hey, right on, brother. Sounds good. Okay, so what? So let's let's jump in. What do we? Uh, what do we want to? Uh, where do we start? Um, so coronavirus, man. What's what's the story on this? Okay, so. The first thing that people should know is that I'm definitely receptive to the idea that it's a bioweapon and, you know, that this is intentional. I don't want to alienate people who have suspicions of governments. Um, That's not my goal. But a lot of the people with suspicions of governments, uh, especially lately, have been incredibly, incredibly um, fast to believe and spread rumors and um, outright misinformation and cape for their side, no matter what that side is. Like, I just got out of a conversation uh, with somebody who who thinks that it's ironic that an anarchist is pushing rules uh, because I, I had the audacity to say that maybe, like, we should talk about things we can prove instead of circulating a bunch of stuff and, you know, getting people afraid. Yeah. What happens um, when there's something that we can prove and we're speculating off of pieces of data here and there, you know, dissecting disinfo? You never know. I mean, it's 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 hard to figure out what's what. Right. Well, and, and like, so I've got a lot of theories. I think that this, like I said about you know, five days ago that this was all going to blow over in about, um, in about 10. And that was, that was my statement and I'm sticking by that. And that means we have about five days for things to get back to relative stability. And about two more weeks after that, if my stupid predictions are true, um, and I'm really stressing that, um, to get everything back up in sort of working order. Um, 
and I phrase it my stupid predictions because these are not based in anything but my feelings, my my like mental algorithms for what what goes where, um, and like generally my predictions have been coming true. The 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 Trump like I predicted Trump becoming president. I have family talking to me now about politics, which they never did because <laughs> suddenly all these things are happening that they didn't expect to be true. They just thought it was their crazy person in the family saying these things. And they're right, but at the same time, like, the the issue is that we have sort of a lot of misinformation out there and a yeah. lot of people that aren't willing to admit they're guessing. And yeah. I know these are guesses. I know I don't know the future. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have some sort of quantum tech that lets me, like, find out exactly what's going to happen. But what I do have is the general way things have gone and the general way things will be. And on both Moment of Rage and multiple other shows, uh, I, you know, I can't point to you the recording specifically that it was, but... I've been calling th that there would be um, right before the election, um, uh, you know, a 9-11 like event that uh, that would allow Trump to rally support when he found a magical solution to it. So what, what so what we need is like uh, we as in the elites like uh, role playing here for a second. What we need is a way to devastate the economy in a way that can be reversed by us in, in, yeah. in, in a way that, so like we, we destroy a certain amount and then we rebuild it it's sort of like you know what they're doing in the middle east what they've been yeah. doing in the middle east for many 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 years yeah. which is destroy a part of the middle east rebuild that part of the middle east and curry favor with those residents by saying we'll see uh, we're, we're great. We're killing your terrorists. We're rebuilding the cities after we're out. We're great people. We don't want to hurt you. We're just killing a bunch of innocent people because, you know, they're in the way and we need to do it, you know? So they've been doing this for a long time. Like yeah, Immortal... And repeat. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Immortal well, they... Technique has a great line, you know, like... You, you really think they wouldn't destroy two buildings in a country that was sponsoring bombs dropped on our children? Yeah. I mean, that's... You're right. You're right. So, um, it's like ahead. when... It's it's like that... It's like, you know, V for Vendetta, that scene, I think we talked about it last time, was, you know, we, we want these people to know why they need us, right? And that's that whole, you know, back room, secret room conversation that goes on without any cameras, you know, and and uh, they want the world to know why we need them. And then there's those of us who know that we simply don't need them, but they want the rest of the world to know that, right? So Well, and, and they also want us to be the crazy people you can ignore, yeah. which is among the reasons I don't like the potential spread of misinformation. We have to put up a better information front than ever. We have to be better at circulating the right stuff than ever. Because right now is the potential for high levels of scrutiny. And yep. right now is the potential for extreme, extreme progress in the direction of anarchy. 
and in the direction of freedom and in the right. direction of, you know, like, because we could be the voice of reason. We could be the calm in the storm. Or we could spread every little thing we see as though it's true. And, and, and be, the, <laughs> yeah, be the crazy guy that everybody already thinks we are, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, so, so, so I, I posted this thing. Um, <laughs> that uh, that that's gotten some people upset with me, and it's I allegedly heard a thing from someone I knew that said someone they know knew an official who said another oh, official said that. official <laughs> said a bad thing would happen. Here's also maybe a screenshot of a thing I can't prove is real and could have made up. Share this and get upset. I, um, that's funny because what I was going to mention, I guess now that you brought that up, I'll mention it anyway. Uh, I initially, I was going to mention a conversation I had with a friend of mine, um, well, the other day, I think it was Thursday night, and uh, then I thought better of it because I read that tweet, and now that you brought it up, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway, right? So, <laughs> so I, I, had a, I had a friend of mine, I have a friend of mine, who, uh, who is, I'll say, in the know, and I know, so like, it's stupid to say, I guess maybe, I, I don't know. I got a friend of mine, you can believe me or not, and this is to you guys, this is to the listeners, who's in the know and who who told me without without divulging any sources or anything that that he was certain based off of the information that he has has at his disposal that, that this was a, is a manufactured virus. This is something that is man-made and it was in, nice. and and they have and they have the data to back that up and and you know we're we're in Hawaii. I know we know some people in in the Pearl Harbor area that 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 have some of this information and have access to this information, and and that's one of them. Obviously, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to throw him under the bus. And you're you're free to you're free to believe that or not. And and with the listeners, you're also free to believe that or not. It's up to you guys. But I mean, along those lines, Jeremy, that's <laughs> Jeremiah. That's uh, that's exactly uh, I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that means that, that means that our assumptions were right. That that means that we're on the right track, the right path, right? To me, that's enough for me. So, see, like my my bias here. People already do this. They already did this. They yeah. already spread the, the this kind of inf information. Like the whole Q thing could be boiled down to hearsay. Um, yeah. like the whole idea, and and like. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, she, her saying that he like was sexist behind the scenes six years ago, and she's only just now bringing it up. Um, you know, oh, a woman could never be president after he's been pushing women in, in the presidency for many, many years. And like, I don't support either of them. I don't want Bernie to win. I don't want Liz to win. I want a total collapse of the state. But like people ran with that cnn acted as as though it was true they asked him uh what he thought of having done that and when he said he didn't do that um they asked her what she thought of it having happened they literally just phrased that question that way it's the mainstream uh, media man it's so powerful yeah and and everybody called called uh cnn on it even even hardcore liberals called cnn on it you know like but nobody actually cared enough to not do anything like th there's there's a whole 
So my my goal has been to try to be that that sort of voice of reason. Yes, there is reason to be upset. The government is cracking down. There is an extreme problem here. But the primary problem is and always has been um people going with the herd. Yeah. And people can go with the herd <clears throat> right into a slaughterhouse. Sure. Um sure. And they will. And, and, that's, and that's what I think my biggest concern, I think we probably all three share the same uh, perspective on this. this. This virus, at least at this stage in the game, and it's been active for a while, if you, if you, if you believe any of the numbers coming out of China, right? And then, of course, around the world. But uh, globally, I'm going to run through some numbers with you guys if you got a second. This is all, and I'll, and I'll cite my sources, so this isn't just, just Q coming up with stuff here. Um, so the World Health Organization... Again, I leave it to you whether you want to believe them, but their their official tally is, of course, a population uh, of cases is 266,073 people, right? Uh, with an 11,184 deaths. That's as, that's as of yesterday. Um, so for a, a global population of 7.8 billion with a B, that, that comes to about 0.000034% of the population mm-hmm. being infected. And um, let me see if I get zero 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 one four three four percent of the population dying. Now that's globally, and I'll go through the numbers. Are the numbers track uh, as the U.S. numbers come from the CDC, and then the, I have the Hawaii numbers as well because of it, that. That's where we're based out of the, our State Department of Health, and uh, all of our numbers track along those lines similarly. And so the question I get in my mind is. These, these numbers are statistically, listen, before I say what I'm about to say, um, the loss of life is, is unfortunate in, in, in any sense. And, and uh, you know, I, I got to say that because I don't want anybody to take me out of context. Um, nobody wants anybody to die uh, unnecessarily, clearly. Uh, well, but, unless they're a pedo. <laughs> and, yeah, then feet, then feet first and the wood chipper, man. Send them in. But, uh, but short of that, yeah. So what I'm about to say, statistically speaking, these are statistically insignificant numbers. Yet we're looking at a, at a global impact to our economy, a global impact to and, and here in the United, here in the United States and, and, and in the state of Hawaii, a global impact to our liberties. I shouldn't say a global impact to our liberties, but a, but an impact to our liberties that that we are going to struggle to regain after this is done. Um just simply based on the fact that the government will always exploit any disaster, any tragedy to pull more rights away from you. And uh, right. so I want to, you know, I want to kind of toss that out there. These, you know, even the cases of death per, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's got a 4.2% death. Uh, um, how do I say that? Fatality 4.2, rate. Yeah, fatality. Yeah, thank you. A 4.2% fatality rate based off of the World Health Organization's numbers. And again, I leave it to you whether you want to believe that. But, um, man, I don't know. I, the numbers don't support the amount of chaos and, and, and uh, you know, pearl clutching that we're seeing from, from all these people. We're shutting down businesses. They're, they're shutting down entire states. Um, entire nations are, are being shut down. People aren't buying and selling. They're not trading their goods and services. We're seeing a, a collapse um, economically. Some will say, and I don't disagree, that uh, what we're seeing from the stock market and other things is 
is a, a, a bubble that needed to be popped anyway. We're just using this virus as an excuse. Um, I wanted to, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of stuff out there just because I wanted to see what 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 bites what, or what you bite on and what you want to talk about. Well, yesterday I posted this, and, and, and you know, you live in Hawaii, but you guys are anarchists, so you're probably like okay with this particular tack. I, um, I gotta. I feel like I want to. I want to uh, say something. I am. Gumbo isn't. He hasn't ah, quite gotcha. taken the pill yet. I'm working on him though. <laughs> well, here's, 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 a, here's, here's, here's a potential reason to get to 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 to, to finally take that anarchist pill. 1945, August 6th, the U.S. murders tens of thousands of Japanese. August 9th, they come back and take over 100,000 more. Environment destroyed. Cities reduced to rubble. Economy completely devastated. 0.27% of their population destroyed. And they came back from that. Keep that in mind. I posted this. Uh, 88,200, uh, sorry, 882,900 is 0.27% of 327 million, which is the U.S. population. As of March 19th, there have been 10,442 total cases reported in the U.S. and only 150 reported deaths, source statistic charts, 10,442 is 1.18% of 882,900. or sorry 882,900 by way of this ratio the US is about 92% better off after this than Japan was and Japan made it i'm an extreme pessimist who thinks the US economy is doomed no matter what because it's a broke country relying on debt favors and wishes to stay afloat yep. And yep. death is nothing to scoff at. But I also value logic and perspective, and I hope this confers some of that. And one more thing. Those numbers, they're the conservative estimate, and I weighed it by total reported cases at all. By deaths, the U.S. will almost guaranteeably be 99.9% better off than Japan was. Maybe the U.S. is pretty bad for the world. Maybe this is a temporary bump. Yeah, mm. There's some questions there. That's for sure. That's uh, it's heavy. And and like, let me be extremely clear. Um, the highway is extremely dangerous. Being in public is extremely dangerous. The fact that people are staying at home in this volume probably means the death rate in the U.S. will drop. We'll see yeah. less dead people after this virus. And, you know, if you want to get somewhat conspiratorial, I was looking at some of these cleared streets. After all of this panic um, about global warming, maybe this is one of their ways to reset some of the carbon, you know? Like, just get everybody off the road for a bit. Maybe this is one of their ways to keep people indoors while they build more 5G antennas so that protesters can't come up and block them from building a surveillance dragnet. Maybe, you know, they're building prisons and they don't want people to know the prisons they're building because they need to be black sites. 
maybe there's a bunch of stuff going on in the background that we don't know about. I mean, even what we know about Duncan Lemp was murdered in his home. Um, the cops claim that he had a gun, but so what? The cops had guns too. They're, they're, they're the group that gets to consistently raid people's homes fully armed with giant guns. Giant guns and tell yeah. everybody else that no matter how small their gun is, it justifies their death. And Duncan and, Lemp was murdered in his home and nobody cares. Yeah, and almost nobody's talking about it except for a few of us that keep it out there, right? <laughs> right. The, the, the media is silent. The mainstream culture is is silent on this, and you have a few of us that are that are pushing that every chance every chance we get, you know. It's, right, and it's, then uh, it's sad. And then I put out this article on Agra's Nexus, which I write for. If y'all want to support me, feel free to donate some Bitcoin cash their way. That's the currency they accept. Um, but the the outlet uh, has been very good to me, um, and I'm writing another piece right now. It'll be my fourth fourth piece in the past month. Uh, since I started writing there. And uh, one of the pieces I wrote is on uh, five encryption methods. Uh, my first piece for the for the outlet was about how the U.S. government had been comparing e people who use encryption technology to terrorists, ISIS. And because of that... Be because um, they I don't was... want everybody to know what's going... Because they don't want their... Yeah, because they don't want... Because they want their secrets to be secret. Now they're terrorists. Is that is that the thing? You know? Yeah, right. And and so, like, they were comparing us to terrorists, to criminals, to uh, pedophiles, and then that sort of, like, amped up with this new act. It's called Earn IT. And um, it has an incredibly long and complicated name I'm not going to talk too much about, but I made my article, like, about a week ago, and when it was uh, finally published, I mass shared it and told everybody to share it because... Um, it has one of those like BuzzFeedy titles of like here's a, here's a listicle so that people will click it and it is a listicle. But then I go into why people should be concerned about encryption tech and try to get it as soon as possible um, because I, I list five good encryption software uh, tech that people should use and I highly recommend Keybase to anybody who's not already over there. But um, the the end of the article ended with the discussion of the Earn IT Act, which is going through right now that nobody cares about. Um, because all the people who would normally care think everything is dying and they, they're getting, well, the getting's good. Like, what's the point of worrying about a bill if the government is going to collapse? The government's not going to collapse. This is a freedom theft initiative. Yep. They get to keep you indoors. They get to test all their toys. They get yep. to make sure that the population stays suspended, stays yep. in their in in their houses. I'm I'm writing another piece. Submissive and docile, man. So that's what they're. Yeah. That's what this is. They're making us submissive and docile and showing us that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of this and, stuff and, we're talking about is what uh, Q and I had talked about in the in the previous days, and I my paranoid mind tells me that 5G stuff has something to do with maybe digital assets or crypt cryptocurrencies or something like that, some sort of financial thing embedded in all this possibly, or yeah, who knows behind the backdrop with what's going on exactly. I mean, well, it's, but something I mean, on that score, let me tell you something that's going to freak you out. Um, 
so before anything, I have two more pieces in the works that I'm writing right now. One is on the mass arrests that are happening. Um, and one is on the, um, the fact that we live on a prison planet. Mm. For many years, I have thought of it this way. I didn't want to believe it the first time I saw the term. And uh, it was one of my first awakenings, sort of red pillings, um, when I was still like a Ron Paul supporting Libertarian Party member who thought the system could be changed from within. Um, I started watching Alex Jones because somebody threw a documentary file at me and he was very certain that if I watched this, I would start to see things more his way and see that the system itself is kind of upended and corrupt. Um, and <laughs> I, I waited till um, I, I lived in another place and I don't remember where that place was, um, but... I, I lived in another place temporarily, and I was watching this documentary um, back when I had a Windows Surface One tablet. So that should tell you uh, how far how far back this was. But basically, I watched it, and I kept on googling stuff because I didn't believe it, um, and I couldn't disprove what he was saying. Um, that documentary was Endgame: Blueprint for Global Enslavement. Yeah, I remember and that. I and I strongly recommend it to everybody because it's a documentary where you can find out about the Bilderberg group. I thought secret group stuff was probably real, but I had no proof. And then I started looking up the Bilderberg group. I started researching. I started reading. I couldn't disprove it. And that was sort of my tumble into the conspiracy world. And a lot of the stuff that I've been looking into has been like along the veins of conspiracies but i've had to do like enough due diligence to form mental algorithms that can weed out the false conspiracies from the true ones and almost nobody in the conspiracy slash truth or movement does that they're they've all got mind minds so open that their brains are falling out and they they believe what they're told immediately um and like I'm not that guy. I, I'm really... I've been, like, a, a pessimistic, cynical thorn in people's side for a long time, and I'm an emotional drain, and I'm depressing, and I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is the truth. And one of the things that I've figured out um, is that when these sorts of crises happen, there's always some sort of tech solution. The technocrats are always around the corner, to tr like trying to puppeteer things. And if you want to talk about the 5G stuff, if you want to talk about the potential for currency involvement, there's a, 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 a team called ID2020. And that team is run by, among other people, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, it's run by multiple international vaccine promotion organizations. And alongside this ID, there's also this tattoo that they're putting out, which will be an IR ink tattoo that will be planted in your skin that they can tell what vaccines you've had or not had by looking at the light that reflects back. And to me, that says 
four things and I'm writing about all this. I'm making a video on this like because I'm still going to be making videos for my primary channel, which is Jeremiah Talks and articles for my primary site, which is JeremiahHarding.com. But those are are going to be like concurrent with this other site because I actually get paid to write for this other site. And uh, that's new and something that I'd like to keep doing, <laughs> obviously, that's, that's especially cool. since no, I don't really think yeah. things are collapsing right now. Uh, and I do think that a bunch of people are going to lose their shirts, and I don't want to be one of the people who did. But yeah. all that aside, it says four things. The four things it says, first off, it says that the um, the elites are planning to plant something in skin, um, that being this tattoo. Second, ID2020 is directly affiliated with RFID manufacturers. So that means that they could be planting something under the skin in that regard as well. Um, third, it's talking about blockchain-based identity, having a universal ID that doesn't change and you carry it with you wherever you go. Sounds like RFID to me. And fourth, um, if this is RFID blockchain-based uh, identity, um, all you need is a significantly close enough NFC plate, near field contact for any of those of you who aren't insane tech people. Um, you have this tech in your phone. It's what lets you tap your phone on a register and buy something. Mm -hmm. You have this tech in your car. It's what lets your car know that your key is next to the ignition so that it can do that sci-fi future thing um, and turn on without like turning a key yeah um it's it's already being implemented it's wide it's everywhere and uh and if they put one under your skin which they've been really pushing the bill and melinda gates foundation on so many youtube channels um they've been really pushing the id on so many youtube channels i can't tell you how many quote biohacking um channels i've seen where people get an id implanted under their skin and this is lately. Um, they're making people okay with it. They have been for a while. You know, I have no direct proof. They're normalizing that, um, it for yeah. acceptance. Yeah. I mean, I have no direct proof that this is what's happening. But the fact that they're planning a scarlet letter, essentially, where mm. anybody who doesn't bear the mark is the other. Yeah. Yeah. I saw... I watched because I have it makes, Amazon. It, it makes me want to go to Alaska and get a bunch of <laughs> land and just murk caribou. <laughs> right? <laughs> just, I love just, that. I love that. <laughs> well, I'm 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 not even thirty yet. I, I have different plans, but I can't say them publicly. Yeah, um, fine. Because I still have way too much energy to think like I'm gonna I'm gonna go in a woods. I I, I want to do something about this. Um. And in this particular, like, I can't prove this, but, like, I, I have Amazon. I just got my computer. Um, it's a very good computer compared to a lot of others, um, and I'm very happy with it, and I'm making the thank you video. But I've been obviously delayed because the world is on fire. Um, but the general thing is that, like, I, I, I watched this show called Electric Dreams. I highly recommend everybody watch it. It's Electric excellent. Dreams. Yes. It's a it's a Philip K. Dick 
thing. And if for, for people who don't know, Blade Runner. Okay, gotcha. Um, but it's a TV show of a bunch of short stories he wrote, and one of them was called The Hanging Man. And it's based on this... And, and like These are all based on these stories. They're like modernized adaptations of them. But the the story basically goes that society is completely overrun by a corporation. Uh, the U.S., Mexico, and Canada are united under one umbrella. And... Um, the technocracy that has taken over has constantly um, been uh, inflicting its rules on everybody, moving into like every aspect of everybody's life. You have a mandatory camera in your bedroom, um, and there's only one politician called the candidate that that runs for quote elections. And anybody who questions this is made to be the the enemy of the people. And then they test this system called, and the episode for anybody who wants to watch this, it's K-A-O, short for Kill All Others. Um, and the, the episode is called that because they have this campaign, eventually, where the candidate just randomly suggests in the middle of one of her speeches uh, to, to kill all others. And, uh, and the, like a bunch of bloviating politicians try to claim that that's not real, that it's not, there's no way she's being serious. That was clearly a metaphor and, you know, all that's like politician noise. Mm -hmm. And then it eventually ends up starting to happen. I'm not going to say too much because I think people should watch it and I have a tendency to spoil stuff if, <laughs> if I get too far into it. But I think that's emblematic. I think we're going to devolve into a society where anybody who doesn't have the glowing stuff on their skin, um, which yeah. will show up under infrared um, light, which will be reflectable off the surface of their skin, anybody who doesn't bear the mark will not be able to do business because, well, you might be sick. Sadly, that sounds like our near future. And then I'm sure Q wants to pop in on it. You're talking about wearing a mark. I mean, that was written a long time ago. We all know about yeah. the mark and what it says in God's word. Uh, it, it reminds me of what you're talking about reminds me of so much, but it also reminds me of a lot of the Black Mirror episodes for mm -hmm. the tech takeover and, and be, you know, us cattle being manipulated to the point of why even exist if we're not part of the hive, you know? So, yeah, I've got, I've got nothing to add to that. <laughs> I, I know you said I might want to add to that, but you said it exactly the way I would have. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And like, man. And like, I've been talking about this for years. I've been saying mandatory vaccines will be an inroad to RFID and the real ID implementation in the U.S. will be one of the ways that they make that happen. Because why would you pose for an embarrassing picture when you can just get it under your skin? And just swoop wherever you need a, a thing, you know. It's very convenient, yeah. And Officer the kids doesn't now need totally to see your ID. Like what? I mean, not not maybe not the kids now, but if you look into the future, you know, just a little, just a little further into the future than the present, people are going to accept that because it's yeah. by increments, gradually, everything's accepted, and and that their machine is built upon at a constant, you know, we we and we can't keep up with it. Yeah, remember Philando Castile? Well, well. 
you know, you're a legal gun owner. You better get one of these uh, tags because if a cop pulls you over and you act like Philando Castile, you'll get shot. Wouldn't it be so much easier to just let him scan your hand? Dude, I don't even want to think about that. But you're right. And, and you know, I mean, you're right. We, we've been talking about this for a while. So so you think this whole COVID-19 coronavirus thing is pushing us in the direction of mandatory vaccines? Which which Man- will then go in that direction towards towards uh, that that mark you're talking about? Mandatory vaccines pushing in the direction of a market a, a mark of like whatever mark of the beast scarlet letter whatever you want to call it. Um, mark mark of the beast works for us, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, and and I fi- I figure that I just if I have a lot of atheist followers and you know they know I'm one and uh, so I, I want to make it clear. I believe in the mark of the beast, but I don't necessarily think there is a beast. Just for that clarification, mm. either way, like, like what whether because the thing is, whether or not you believe in demons, they believe in you, still works even if you're an atheist because these people, they they amass in cults. They have the Bohemian Grove. They have all these secret yeah. meetings. Yeah. They have that goes back to the the, all the 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 old school Alex Jones stuff. Like I was I was like right. you. He, he kind of turned me on to a lot of that, and I was like, wow, Trilateral Commission, Bilderberger Group, Bohemian Grove. What you know, Satanists right. and Luciferians. That stuff's legit. Like people are doing that. So, and and like you know, I just before like we get off that particular thing. Um, Alex Jones, if, if, if you want to talk about conspiracies, I recommend two other channels more than Alex Jones, personally. I, I recommend Truthstream Media. Um, they do fantastic work, and, uh, and they, they consistently put out high-quality product of, like, very good, isolated views that, like, if you have about 30 minutes... Um, a day you can burn through what they put out and know so much more about the world and if you have Mm. four hours at any given point watch their documentary the minds of men about how the elites have been slowly learning to puppeteer us all um james corbett of the corbett report i highly recommend his stuff because what he talks about is hard-hitting stuff he's practically dry sometimes because he's trying to be as completely like fact-based as possible his 9-11 uh video where he went over all of the things that it could potentially be 9-11 a conspiracy theory highly recommend it because um he hits on all of the inadequacies of the official story and when you start looking into these things and finding out that a lot of the official stories are inadequate um and you know about these channels, you have inroads to massively increased broader ranges of research, and I would recommend going that route. Um, but I went like so far in this direction, and I and I say that because like these people are great for everyone. But after you get past that, like I have I have books on the occult, I have books on like global tyranny. I basically religiously follow a certain group of people who like have a series of conspiracy books that you should uh, check out. There are so many, um, and so many books just written by the elites, like like um, uh, propaganda written by Edward Bernays, 
will that rip your world wide open. Wrong, wrong side, right? Yeah. And so when you, when you start to look at things this way, things become a little crystal clearer. And I, I don't not think it's a bioweapon. I do think it's a bioweapon. I do think that it's sort of government-controlled terrorism. But at the same time, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in people's ability to properly discern uh, what parts of the conspiracy are real, impact them, etc. Um, and that's where we come in. We, we yeah. need to be like sort of the stalwart guards of the information to make sure that we get the right stuff out there so that people's time and energy isn't wasted. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, think, think about the regular people, common folks that never dove into these areas. Like, I, I've been reading about this sort of stuff most of my life. Um, obviously, you have too, I could tell, you know. So it would be easier for us to have a conversation, but can we uh, explain to someone who's never been exposed to these topics in a way that they would uh, absorb the information and, and enlighten them or open their eyes to it, you know? So that's, that's the tricky part, I think. Right. Well, and, and in a way that they can use, because yeah. I got to tell you, I've, I've had so many conversations with conspiracy theorists who don't have the right tech. And you, you want to know the real conspiracy here? Um, it's that people are in this situation and having it this bad because they didn't care. They didn't care. Um, and as a result of not caring, they have consistently put themselves in danger. Um, like we got, we got a population of obese, STD-ridden, um, cancer-filled, smoking, uh, like heavily unhealthy because of low nutrient intake and high sedentary lifestyle. We've got like this massively unhealthy population, and it wouldn't have been made any better because of like a coronavirus vaccine. It wouldn't have been made any better because of social isolation. In fact, you know, there, like I said, there are going to be a lot less deaths because the highway is dangerous. People are off the highway. Um, the, the, the streets can be dangerous. People won't be walking around, so they, they're harder to be crime targets. And even the criminals are indoors right now because they're scared too. They're people. Um, there's probably going to be significantly less deaths. But once this is all blown over, people are going to start dying again because they're not smart and they choose to be stupid. And, and, that, and that is a choice. And yeah. That is a choice. Yeah. For a lot yeah, of people. Like, I got mocked by people um, as a koofer, which is a 4chan meme for somebody who intentionally is dirty all the time um, because, you know, bacteria good and it's just a cough. I'll tell you what, I, you know, before we go just on the surface, this, uh, this is the funniest time to be alive for dumb words. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Go um, ahead. But I was called that. Because I tweeted this, and this shows that they don't even know what that word means. Um, I was called it because I tweeted, Ugh, wash your, uh, wash your hands, don't cough or sneeze on stuff, clean 
your surfaces, take showers, wash your clothes, eat good food cooked right, and if you're not old, immune-compromised, or a baby, coronavirus won't hit you that hard. And stop believing fear mongers. Um, so you were the... heard for giving good advice. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I said, like, this person called Admiral Aegis on Twitter says, imagine being this wrong and just telling people crap that could get them killed. What entitlement is... idiots have. Well, you can't believe that guy. If his name is Admiral Aegis on on uh, on Twitter, he's just a Navy idiot. He needs to be reduced in rank. <laughs> sure. I mean, we're, maybe we're, I think I think he's mostly just a weeb. Like well, that's that's my impression off of him. Like I don't I don't think he's ever served. Well, so um, Gumbo and I are both Navy veterans, right? So we Admiral Aegis means something to us. It's in this, <laughs> and that guy is a clown. <laughs> yeah. And, and I said, you know, the original tweet wasn't to say that if you're seriously unwell, all these steps will magically make you better. It was to say, do these preventatively. I have people calling me a coofer for suggesting basic hygiene, and that's hilarious. Stay mad, wash your hands. And then this person over here, he says, John, John Richter, who's Richter Scale 89 on Twitter, says, just a coof that has the Saudis shutting down travel to Mecca from the outside. People still aren't paying attention, it seems. And I'm like, trust the Saudi government. That's the conclusion I get. Like, suddenly, all these people who think they're woke are trusting governments that are massively oppressive, um, and they don't care. It's historically to, like, oppressive, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Saudi Arabia is very bad for women. They have child brides there still. But yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's believe the Saudi government. Uh, another person says... This aged, and this was after less than half a day. Um, and I said, the person says, This aged worse than mayonnaise. It may not come to you, but it is lethal to the young, airborne, and has caused a tenth of the world's population to be under martial law. It may not affect you, but Jesus, have a heart. And I'm like, Good personal hygiene is timeless, and mayo doesn't go bad in under a day. Um, <laughs> I got accused of shilling for the NWO. I got accused of not being an expert. So I, I'm like, okay, you're not an expert. Okay, here's an expert. Uh, quote, take the Wuhan numbers, the entire world population, around 70 million infected people, and then apply the 2.3% fatality rate. You have one, about 1. 1.4 million people. That's through the whole course of the virus. Yeah. Uh, the numbers of people who die of air pollution annually is about 4.9 million, 10.4 million die of high blood pressure, about 1.4 million die of not eating enough vegetables. I just want to put this in context. Many of many who are dying are 70 to 80 year old predominantly smokers. That is Dr. Shiva Ayadurai, MIT PhD. And um, and that and that's a point that, you know, those those numbers and, you know, again I go back to the hey, you know, Untimely death is always tragic, but the bottom line is the numbers don't support the chaos. The yeah. statistics no, don't. don't support the meltdown, right? They just don't support it. Why are we freaking out so much, you know? Well, we're freaking out because the government wants us to Sadly, freak exactly. out. Exactly, exactly. Jeremiah, the trolls are always vicious from the keyboard, man, and you're going to be attacked on a constant because the uh, the data that you research and what you bring to the surface is, is, is a threat to a lot of those people who don't want to have their illusions shattered. 
So, yeah. so that's why you're going to get attacked. And when you right. when you stop getting attacked, then start to worry. But while you're getting attacked, take that with some confidence because I think what you're doing is great. I think what you're doing is people need to take up that. You know, they they need to take that up. And uh, so, thank you. <laughs> well, and and thanks for having me on. Um, and, and so I continue. Um, because I've been following China and their general unhealth for a while. And I was like, so yeah, I was too general. Don't smoke and your lungs will be healthier and able to deal with the pneumonia. Maybe like a country with enough smoke to make fake moons and skies, which yeah. both of those are real, is yeah. extra vulnerable. They have fake skies in the middle of a boiling hellscape because they, like... They, they have so much pollution that people literally can't see the sunrise. So they have billboards which broadcast a sunrise and then a skyline of blue in the middle of these cities and people like huddle around them. Um, and they're, they're considering a moon, which would be a terrible idea because it would light up the smoke at night and basically turn the entire joint into one big light pollution uh, area damaging everybody's sleep, but they're still strongly considering it because at least it would seem more human. Um, you know, and I put out a, a video on how uh, even anarchists were were trying to say that this is, you know, enough to justify calling it an NAP violation and uh, enough to uh, to justify physical force um, to keep people indoors basically condoning martial law and banning public things and you know uh, so check that out it's bugaboo on my channel it should be the only video called that but maybe there'll be more by the time you get there i don't know so you know just do a little bit of searching but so my thing was by the way i went to walmart today and this was march 7th and the only thing they were out of that i needed was my particular caffeine pills what were they out of almost all medical supplies Dumb people never knew they could get Robitussin online, and it shows. File in line, obey MSM, good boy. And um, so I posted that, and I had been posting these little video updates. I'm not going to go into too much of what I went over there. Um, and I posted also the fact that TrueStream Media came out with a video about the the their experience going to an ENM, I think it was. Um, uh, in their local area, and they, like, were appalled at the energy and the, the the fact that all these people were basically snapping at each other like animals, even if niceness happened. Um, and so I started to really hammer on the smoking point because I can't, like, just let people have stuff. And so <laughs> I, I posted this thing that says, um, I posted, the, the, I made it like a full-on image that says, uh, in, in one of those warning boxes, I put on a Marlboro pack saying, smoking increases your risk of both contracting and dying from coronavirus and generally makes all of the diseases worse. The vast majority <laughs> of COVID deaths are smokers, many lifelong. And I said in the text on my post, the truth burns. That got some traction. Uh, I then said, overwhelming amounts of evidence suggest the fatality rate is skewed in China due to the reported numbers censored by the state and due to the fact that the vast majority of people dead were lifelong smokers. Yeah, 
take bad care of your lungs, and when the time comes, it's bad. Um, you know, and then I talked about Trump. I'll ban good-flavored vaping. Also Trump. I'll give a medal to a guy who sold cigars and said smoking can't cause cancer, but who now is dying from lung cancer? Also Trump. I'll remain silent on the fact that this virus primarily kills smokers. And I tagged Truth Orange and said, where y'all at? I said, for once, truth could actually be helpful, but all they're saying is we're staying inside. Come on, this is y'all's chance to really hit Big Tobacco and not even one post about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like... It just shows you, it shows you who's paying them, right? Where the money comes from, who's backing who? Lovely. Yeah, the, the government. And yeah. And uh, like I, I hit, posted this on Facebook too, and literally in my comments, a friend said, I'm quitting smoking now. And so... I got I got a friend to quit smoking because I'm talking about the real stuff. And I I actually got some normies retweeting this in congratulations, like actual doctor normies who are like, yeah, go for it, do this. And I never get the normies retweeting my stuff because, you know, I'm a cynical, depressing conspiracy theorist. Nobody wants me on their feet. But, but you just you unlocked know, that badge, man. You know, so that's 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 awesome. Yeah, but like, so I I posted this. Well, what, what would this be? Three days ago. Tips for a strong immune system: stay indoors, avoid sunlight, be sedentary, avoid those you love, stay in one place, don't work out, don't have sex, stay away from all pathogens, kill all bacteria, and eat processed foods. Wait. I meant tips for a weak immune system. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like I posted, if officials were lying when they gave us advice before, what makes you think they're not lying now? If they weren't lying before, then why are they disagreeing with previous notions this dramatically? If you couldn't trust them then, why trust them now and vice versa? And and I've just been posting these little needling things, you know? Um are you okay with mass detention and quarantine? Are you okay with being on lockdown? Is it threatening your freedom of assembly? Why is almost nobody else asking this? The idea that the state suddenly cares? Ha! You know? All these little things. And, I, like, I've been being mass unfollowed. Probably, like, lost 60 followers in the past, uh, in the past couple weeks. And I don't care. Because if they're not going to listen to reason... I don't need them here, you know. Good point. And yeah, and and like this is just a long hair with you know too many opinions. I'm I moved up to Spokane partially because in my hometown I said too many opinions, and a lot of people like weren't willing to even rent me a room. Um, so I came where I could, you know. Because the choice is between either making a dramatic change or being homeless, you make the dramatic change. So I came up to Washington. I live in Washington now when I lived in California my whole life. You know, but I did so what, that what, because I what had What part of to, California are you from? Uh, just the middle of SoCal Desert. Okay. Like, All right. like the, the sort of the area they train for warfare in Afghanistan. Got um, it, yeah. yeah. Which is why, like, honestly, like, I don't miss living there, but I do kind of miss certain aspects, and not the least of which is being around family and friends. Um, and 
I finally got a PC that could play Metal Gear Solid 5, and I was sort of getting homesick looking at their, like, Afghanistan map, because, like, it looks almost identical to, to where I come from. So if, if you if you know Afghanistan, you know generally the vibe of where I come from, but... Um, yeah, I was stationed in SoCal for five years, so it's got a special place in my heart, too, so... Yeah. I mean, I still yeah. hate it, and I'm never gonna live in the SoCal desert again, but... Um, not if I can avoid it, but um, yeah, I, I have plans to move back to Southern California, just the LA area, so that I have stuff to do. Um, but the idea is like, you need to be the person who doesn't care. You need to you need to say the things that are true and avoid saying things that aren't, and you know only say stuff if you know it's true. And a lot of people aren't willing to make those cuts to their conversation. A lot of people still want to be involved in the conversation, even though they like really don't know what they're talking about. Um, I, think I do think a, this. Go ahead. There's a level of maturity that you probably gained access to uh, well beyond your year. I mean, you know, way earlier than most. Because, it, like, if I use myself as an example, for many years I would, I couldn't, as they say, let her rip. I couldn't pull the trigger. And certain aspects of my personality and it wasn't until I got older and had some life experience where I was able to just be like well I stand firm and where what I believe and I'm gonna say what I have to say and if you don't like that that's completely fine but this is the truth that I found you know so so that's really good that um, at, at your age you you've reached that so well I mean it, it, it helps that I'm bipolar I'm really good at being angry oh there you go <laughs> maybe there's something to that then um, <laughs> but but let, let me be real clear. This is probably a bioweapon. And I'm going to read what I read during the last recording. I agree. Um, this is probably a bioweapon. Um, there's a guy named Francis Boyle. He is a professor of international law at the University of Illinois College of Law and author of the U.S. Convention on Bioweapons. Um, he did an interview for... Uh, Guadalajara politic, geopolitics.com um, and uh, he, he, he was also on the board of directors for Amnesty International um, as a consultant to the American Friends Service Committee and on the advisory board for the Council for Responsible Genetics you know I mean like this guy isn't a nobody this guy isn't just a long hair in, in a shared housing situation with bad opinions online this guy knows what he's talking about, and he drafted the U.S. domestic implementing legislation for the Biological Weapons Convention, um, known as the Bioweapons Anti-Terrorism Act of 1989 that was approved unanimously by both houses of the U.S. Congress and signed into law by President H. W. George H.W. Bush. And he said uh, in this interview with the Geopolitics and Empire show, um, that if you, quote, just do a very simple Google search on does China have a BSL-4 laboratory, that being a, a laboratory capable of producing bioweapons, yeah. Wuhan comes up right away. It's at the top of the list. That's all with the moment this type of thing is, this thing happened, I began to do that. So a BSL-4 is the most serious type and basically BSL-4 labs, we have many of them here in the United States, are used to develop offensive biological warfare weapons with DNA genetic engineering. 
So it does seem to me that Wuhan BSL-4 is the source of the virus. My guess is that they were researching SARS and they weaponized it further by giving it a gain of function properties, which means it could be more lethal. Indeed, yeah. the latest report now is that it's a 15% fatality rate, which is more than SARS at 83% infection rate. A typical gain of function travels in the air, so it could reach out maybe six feet or more uh, yeah. from someone emitting a sneeze or cough. Likewise, this is specifically designated WHO Research Lab. The WHO was in on it, and they knew full well what was going on there. Uh, by the way, I'm going to pause my quote for him temporarily and say, research the WHO 2016 uh, pandemic inf and infectious disease list because the WHO has been pre predicting uh, a viral, terrible, high fatality coronavirus outbreak for years. And uh, this is available on, on archive.org because I can't, uh, the, the original web page is down now. It's reminiscent to what Bill Gates was talking about in his TED Talks. Or, or yes. the one in 2015, my wife was just watching. I was like, yeah, that sounds like the old TED Talk he did. So he, he's basically talking about something that identifies right on with COVID, you know, like with coronavirus or something right. to that, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he says, uh, continuing the quote, yes, it's also been reported that Chinese scientists stole coronavirus materials from the Canadian lab at Winnipeg. Winnipeg is Canada's formal center for research developing testing biological warfare weapons. It's along the lines of Fort Detrick here in the United States. I have three degrees from Harvard. It would not surprise me if something was being stolen out of Harvard also to turn over to China. I read that report. I don't know what was in those files one way or the other, but the bottom line is I drafted, that's Francis, the U.S. domestic implementing legislation for the Biological Weapons Convention that was approved unanimously by both houses in the United States Congress, signed into law by President Bush Sr., that it appears the, coronas, the coronavirus that we're dealing with here is an offensive biological warfare weapon that leaped out of Wuhan BSL-4. I'm not saying it was done deliberately, but there had been previous reports of problems with the lab and things leaking out of it. I'm afraid that this is what we're dealing with today. So there you have it. Yeah, that says I mean, everything. That's nuts. That's nuts. Well, we kind of figured that, right? Yeah, well, and, and so I included that in a broader article. That broader article was about how the oil bidding, all this stuff, it's all smokescreen. The U.S. is going to collapse because it has to collapse. Even if you took 100% of our gross domestic product, this is before net, even if you took 100% of our gross domestic product this year, you could not pay back the debt. You can't. You would have to take uh, that and loot some of the people's property. You would have to take total property in the U.S. and reduce its value so that you could liquidate the assets of private Americans, um, maybe like they did during the FDR days, um, you know, steal their metals, steal yeah, their bell weapons. Bank balance, taking the, the people's money, that would be another way. But that even then, there's not enough money to cover it. the trillions, you know. Yeah. I mean, and, and we're $23 trillion in spoken for debt. But that's not all the unfunded liabilities. No, that's not, that. That's not the the adjustments that the Pentagon gets to make every year. 
like last year alone, it was $35 trillion in adjustments at the Pentagon. Um, that's not the, the, the massively inflated fake numbers in the fractional reserve banking system. Yeah. That's not the automatic debt created by the bond swap system that creates U.S. dollars out of thin air. It's, you know, it's, it's not sane to think that the U.S. government is going to last forever. They know that. They know how insane it is because they're insane. They're all cultists. They're all satanic pedophiles frolicking in the forest. They know exactly what they're doing. They're building an insane a, system. Excuse me. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, had a, I had a strange epiphany um, after we recorded our last show and it didn't, it didn't take. Um, so see if you can uh, hear, hear me where, where I'm coming from. So the, the whole quantitative easing and the fractional reserve banking thing, I almost feel like it was a, a purposeful purge designed so that they could continue on with this model. So in saying that, yeah, they're printing money to keep us from collapsing, right? Okay, mm. that's not what I mean. What I mean is if it wouldn't have been for the fractional reserve banking that was placed in, in, this, in this model that we're in right now, they, they needed that to propel it to where we're at now. So Yeah, yeah. And they, never they, they needed an insane well and, and I've been looking at the like that particular angle for a bit now. They needed a security blanket so that people would be okay with behaving in a way that was contradictory to reason. And they needed a mass cult thing too. Like the whole thing of illumination is very real. Of thinking that they have access to broader information. Um They've controlled information. They think they control colors. Did you know that the, the, like a shocking blue color is claimed to be owned by the Masons? And like, you know, basically the color of the Sega logo is, is claimed to be owned by, by the Masons. And they claim that that color of blue is like the color of blue that's on all social networks too. all these blues. They belong to the highest order of Freemason. And they're in front of our face all the time. Yeah, like the, the the Google symbol and the and the Google Mail, how it's shaped like their uh, their emblems. Um, right. I, I've said this before. I, I don't know if I mentioned it on our last uh, our last show, but uh, we're, we live in a prison of illusions. That's that's exactly what this is. And um, you can tell that to, you can say that to a person, and they'll look at you like you're stupid. But when you start investigating it, you realize we've been. We're, we we are the what, how, how would you say it? We've been indoctrinated to oblivion and beyond, you know. So so everything that we see is a fabrication, you know. It, it's an illusion. It's a prison of illusions. Yeah, well, and that that's that's basically true. That the whole purpose of the occult and where the, the term occult comes from is to occlude. It's to hide. Um. So you hide the truth in plain sight. And that's one of the, like, I don't necessarily believe in the supernatural. Um, but, like, they do. And so I've been looking into it. And part of the reason is because of True Stream Media. When they went over the movie Midsommar, and they went over the fact that there were runes in it, and uh, all these runes have actual meanings in, in the real world. Um, when they went over the fact that it could have been like a mass ritual going on in front of people, um, 
I picked up a dictionary of uh, of of runes, of like ancient symbols, and I started to see them everywhere. Yeah. Because they are everywhere. Runes and glyphs and all these symbols everywhere, highlighting a long train of uh, rulers and dynasties and you know big empires and like. <laughs> It, that that's that's like level one of realizing yeah. that everything is controlled like level further and beyond you start to look into the cia and you start to look into like their mind control programs and then like you realize that mk ultra was nothing but a bunch of mind control operations and um they were trying to figure out how best to trigger people to violence and turn violence off like a faucet and then you hear somebody like like David Grossman talking about turning violence off and on like a faucet so that you could turn um, the average person into a killer cop or the average person into a docile sheep. Mm -hmm. um, chaos. Yeah. And, and, then you, and then you hear from the, 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 the same CIA that the whole thing was designed for violence control, designed to control our instincts. And then the CIA also says that we, you know, put little suggestions and we lead people on false rabbit trails and we have stories within a story within a story. A matryoshka doll of endless crap. And, like, you realize that there are so many rabbit trails that you could be being led down that you sort of have to develop a radar to see if you're being misled. I could be completely wrong. I could be wrong about everything. I'm a solipsist. I think that there's a possibility all of this is fake. Um, the only thing I can prove to exist is my consciousness. I can't even prove I have a hand. Because you know what phantom limb syndrome is? Yeah. Phantom limb syndrome yeah. is where you feel like you've got the same limb you lost. And it feels so real. Why? Because your brain still thinks it's there. And so it still has the signal that it's interpreting to be a hand, even though your hand is gone. How yes. do we know that the rest of it isn't gone too? So you sort you sort of start to like go a little insane with this stuff. And I know I had like a weird existential crisis when I started to really think about this stuff. But the 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 practice is reeling yourself in when you get in too deep and going deep enough, often enough that you get the truth. So that that's the reason why I stepped away from a lot of the conspiracy stuff. Once I got into cryptocurrency and stuff, I needed a break, man. I, it had been so many years that I, I had my head in that pool, right? And um, I so so I, so I'm I'm a Christian and and I was raised Southern Baptist. But after when I was younger and I joined the Navy and I went out into the world and I was traveling everywhere and I was taking in all these different philosophies and stuff, I got really into the New Age stuff. I got into metaphysics and the laws of attraction and all those things, and I thought that was the answer: multiple pathways, not one, right? So um, I realized that. It's a, it's a series of mirrors and never-ending doors, and you, you're never going to attain enough knowledge. You're never going to be enlightened enough. you got to keep going and keep going and keep going. And that's why, and, and, and it's almost as if God has like reeled me back in and said, okay, I wanted you to see that. Now come back here and expose it. And uh, so that's what I did. So um, through finding out that evil really is real by getting lost in this maze, um, God kind of woke me up and was like, "Hey, you need to stay out of that, but you know it's there. You know that's that's the way I view it." But right, well, and and that's the thing. Like, you've got to go in enough to know what's there. 
and then once you're once you're back you can tell people what you saw yeah. you know but you can't tell people what you saw if your eyes were never open and you can't tell people what you saw where you saw it if you never went there yeah, yeah. and and like most people are unwilling to open their eyes it hurts because they've never used them before um most people are unwilling to realize that they've been a slave to a system but dude, um, once you once you do open your eyes once you do realize it once you do see it you can't stop seeing it it is everywhere you can't right. you just can't get away from it now it's like you know once once i once i realized that, that this whole thing is this whole thing is rigged I see that truth everywhere. I see the evidence of that in everything that goes on around us, you know? Right. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, I'm really deep in this stuff. Like, I'm practically insane at this point, but I've gotten <laughs> used to it. Um, the average person isn't going to do that. The average person just needs the facts. So I try to give them the majority, like, just adequate, accurate information. And, and like... I do think this lies be factual if they're placed in the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like tying into the yeah. mainstream media stuff and how it penetrates you, and you're like, "Wow, I didn't know that truth," but it's actually a lie type stuff. Right. So, but but a lot of this stuff falls neatly into my paradigm at this point. Like a lot of this stuff, the virus, the fact that the social control is happening, the fact that yep. they're building a mark of the beast, the fact that they're you know, doing all of this intentionally while sending mixed messages from every angle. The fact that they're doing all of this right before an election so that they can justify uh, Trump because when Sanders drops out and Biden is the only other choice, people are going to go with Trump because of his handling of the virus, which will be much better than people expected. It'll seem like a great thing, but it's all planned. It's all planned, you know? It, and, and when you start to realize that this is a test of their control net that the real crackdown of tyranny is a few a few years off or a couple in, in my predictions case um a lot of this starts to seem really really unnervingly close to the beginning of a dystopian movie yeah yeah you're right so we wow <laughs> You 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 kind of took us all the way around there, Jeremiah. I I yeah. can't. So much, I'm gonna have to listen to this episode. This is gonna be one of those shows I gotta listen to a couple times, because <laughs> you know a lot a lot of the stuff you a lot of the places you took us on this. I uh, kind of you know it's a little deeper than I've been, and I'm gonna have to do some independent independent research on some of the things you brought up. But uh, it is fascinating to see how all that comes together um, with this little virus. You know, this little thing that is yeah. causing so much confusion and frustration and chaos. You know, um, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. That's Rahm Emanuel. That's you're right, absolutely, and they won't, and they never will. And you know, they they've got David Ike constantly mocked, but if you if you listen to him more than a little, um, you'll hear a lot of this stuff that he was starting to talk about really manifesting himself. We got a problem reaction solution manifesting right here. Yeah. We've got this we've got this Hegelian dialectic crap, this wolf in sheep's clothing 
you know, Fabian socialist mentality of we need to create a situation that we can exploit, you know, um, you, you create the problem, you have a pre-manufactured reaction uh, and a pre-manufactured solution to address that reaction. And everybody falls in line as though you've done something great for them when you created every problem they have. It's classic abusive relationship gaslighting. And yeah. people, they, they know it when they have it in their spouse, but they can't tell it when it's happening from the government. Playing both yeah. sides of the war. Wow. Hey, um, I think, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I, I'm, we're going to have to cut it here here right now. Yeah, no pretty problem. Soon. Um, we're we're up against another one. The uh, listen, dude, you've you've opened my eyes quite a bit to some things, and 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 uh, I think this episode going now at this point is probably is probably pretty pretty timely. I know everybody seems to be doing episodes on the coronavirus, but uh, this is definitely a one off because I don't think anybody else is doing is doing the dance that you just did. Um, yeah going through all of this and, and taking us a little bit deeper and uh, with with an extra week between when we first intended to do this show this this particular um topic uh you know an extra week till you know where we're at now we have so much more that, that, that we've looked at and i think this is this is great jeremiah i want to thank you very much for for coming on um i do, do want you i know you 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 plugged yourself quite a bit uh well as you were talking and and, and i don't mean that in a bad way but I want you to go back through everything that you have, um, all your all you know your website, your 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 Twitter handle, your uh, YouTube um, channel, all that stuff. I want you to go through and plug all of it right here, so that the listeners, if they haven't, I mean, first of all, for the listeners, if you don't if you don't follow uh, Jeremiah Harding, you are missing out on some gold. Shake <laughs> <guy's>, yourself. <laughs> this guy's always got something. Uh, always got something good out there, and and listen, you're you're probably not going to agree with everything he says, but he's going to give you enough information for you to dive in and 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 come to your own independent conclusions based off of off of the stuff that he gives you. And he's he's definitely not uh, you know a carbon copy of anybody else that I've ever uh, met on on social media. So uh, Jeremiah, please please go through and list everything you have. And uh, and we'll we'll do our best if you if you can. I want to put everything you have in our show notes. So um, if you wanted to send me a DM with 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 that stuff, so I make sure I don't miss anything. Um, go ahead and go ahead and plug yourself, bro. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, people still want to find my my negative like dark cloud stuff everywhere and get black pilled and find out how doomed we are. Um, then they can find me at uh, Insanity is Free pretty much everywhere. Um, Jeremiah Talks on YouTube, JeremiahHarding.com, and now AgorisNexus.com. Um, I'm also going to be on a potentially a few other places, but you know we'll see if those pan out. You know, and if if you if you pay reasonably and you want to have my conspiracy angle on your stuff too, feel free to hit me up. But the the general idea is you know try to be free. Try to understand enough of what you need to know in order to avoid the traps of tyranny because these things, they spring out of nowhere and eventually they're going to catch you if you're yeah. not paying attention. The first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. Absolutely. Okay. 
Hey, thanks, Jeremiah. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and stop the recording. And, and, uh, and thanks again for, for, for joining us. And, and uh, man, you're the best. Gumbo, I miss anything? You got it, man. It was, it was a pleasure, Jeremiah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Q underscore abolitionist. My co-host is at Crypto Gumbo, and our show page is at Unshackled underscore L. Uh, If you like the content that we're creating and would like to help us make more, you can support us at anchor.fm slash unshackled liberty or patreon.com slash unshackled liberty. Thank you for your time. Every little bit helps. And remember, freedom does not require permission. So, I heard this story about a hamster. Hamster. You, <laughs> you let something slip in the uh, in the smoke pit in the smoke pit uh, uh, group DM on Twitter um, about a hamster. I got to hear about this story. I was just I was just telling childhood stories. Something sparked that that memory, and I brought it up. So, um, way back when, at the end of a dirt road in good old Southwest Louisiana. Living in that trailer house by the creek or the creek, where were you from? Um, so we had hamsters, right? So I went through like a, I cycled through a few. So, so like, did you, did you, were you like, were these like livestock? Oh man, I was, I was a <laughs> were kid. These breed, were you making money on breeding hamsters? I mean, you made it no, sound I, like you I, had. I don't like, think there's much money to be made in the hamster game, but, but, uh, not unless you mass produce them. I don't know. I guess it depends on where you're at. But uh, so anyway, I for for some reason somehow at one point in my childhood we had a hamster or hamsters or something, and I remember having a few of them. And I had this one hamster in particular that uh, he um, he had some interesting qualities that stood out among his peers, his hamster peers, and he was well endowed below the waist, so to speak. <laughs> He had do, giant... ham- do hamsters have waists? <laughs> well, uh, it's a figure of speech. It's just <laughs> give you a visual. But he he had uh, ginormous testicles. They were huge for a hamster. Like, and I've seen plenty of hamsters. And even now, when I go to like a pet store and I look at hamsters, their balls aren't that big. <laughs> this guy, this this guy had it. Okay, and that's why I got. Did he have? Did he have cancer? Were they tumors? I wouldn't know. I don't know. There's no way I could ever find out. Maybe he had elephantitis of the testicles, for all I know. I don't know. But he he had some he had some stones, some mighty stones. They were huge, and uh, I named him Boulder, you know, because he had boulders for <laughs> testicles, and I liked him for that. And my friends liked him. Well, my cousins liked him because we always had kids running down the house. We're riding bikes and playing in the woods and. And climbing trees and whatnot, and we'd go get the Kool-Aid and eat some ramen noodles or whatever, and, and, and then hit the dirt road again, right? Well, I'd be like, yo, check out my hamster. He's got huge stones. And uh, one day, I come home from school. I go in and change, and I'm excited. And I go to my hamster cage, and uh, Boulder's just laying there, lifeless. And I, I didn't know what to do. He, he's just in, in one of the corners, like, laying there. And I, and, I, and I got over the top of the, you know, the cage, and I looked, and his head was, like, split open. And his brain was gone. Like his skull was lit clean from the outside in. So that pissed me off and it upset me. I was a kid. My hamster that had huge testicles named Boulder was gone. His brain was missing. 
so of course the the culprit with a was was the female in the cage she must have gotten angry with him or upset with him but she ate his brains there's no other way that could have happened not unless like my parents was like Haha, i don't like boulder i'm gonna ruin my child's uh childhood and go take his remove its brain and no but uh yeah so that's how he died may he rest in peace <laughs> so are hamsters predatory animals Well, I don't know, but I know that I know of one hamster that likes brains. <laughs> it might have something to do with his ginormous testicles. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either, man. Uh, That's a true story, by the way. So I've never had that. Since we're talking about dogs, how's Artie doing? Artie's right, we, so we're not talking about dogs, but I guess hamsters are like small dogs. So, <laughs> Artie, uh, unfortunately, in the uh, Jules department or Stone's department already doesn't have those. And and had I have gotten him uh, prior to them being removed, I would have never have done that to a dog or any other male creature for that matter. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's doing good, man. I think it's kind of sick. We, we we do this bark box thing, this bark box thing, and and he got this little chewy treat, and we gave it to him last night. And he was he was he's been messed up today, man. Like uh, yesterday, we were playing with him, and he reached up and he bit my finger and. It was an accident, of course, but uh, today he's been sick, dude. Uh, he, like, bit the inside of his lip, and he's been moping around. He's bleeding from his mouth. We were getting worried. But he's okay. He's just, just kind of sick. But he's he's a real good dog. I'll tell you that. He's a real good dog. <laughs> I wish Red Rocket was around. We could talk about Artie a little bit more. Trying to get him. He, he better come on soon. If not, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna gonna cancel his crayon. <laughs> He's going to starve without crayons, man. He's going to starve. About your puppy dog. How's your dog doing? Well, they're good. Actually, both of them. Um, That's right. You got two now. I got a puppy now. So so one, Ginger is 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 actually taking to the new edition pretty well. Uh, when Poppy first showed up, she wasn't quite sure what to think about it. And, and uh, I don't think she was happy with us, as a matter of fact, because I noticed the way she treated us has had changed. But now she's back to being her old fun self, and they're playing around. And she was pissed off at you. You brought she was not. She was not happy. She was not happy. You brought in a new baby, man. But... Yeah, she was pissed, but she's better now. Everything's yeah. good. Everything's good. So I guess that's it, dude. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, we'll sign off, and we'll add this at the end of the episode, and. Um, I'm a little bummed. We'll we'll get him. We'll yeah. get him. He, pr- he probably just forgot. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world, and he, I mean, who knows? He might. I mean, he's. I think he's in New York City, even. Okay. Okay. So you know, well, there, there's armored yeah. vehicles on ground off the off the railroad tracks. Yeah. And yeah. in New York right now, so. Yeah, I'm gonna send him a note on that. I didn't even think of that. Think about that. That that NYC is on lockdown. I thought maybe the date the. Do they not have interwebs in New York now? Uh, they they got it right. Like I, would, I don't see why they wouldn't. They're not going to lock down the biggest city in the country for that, like that, right? I don't know, man. So I'm sending him a note on in that little group DM. Um, we'll get him when he's available. I'm going to let him know. No pressure. I know that that the that the that that the world is kind of crazy right now, and that. Yeah. You know, if this COVID thing is hitting close to home, no, don't don't stress. We'll 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 figure it out when it's time. So, yeah, man, for sure. Okay, all right, bro. Thanks, man. All right. Yep. Yep. Bye.